Bowel cancer, also called colorectal or colon cancer, is the second biggest killer of Australians from cancer each year. This is one form of cancer where diet and lifestyle choices play a big part in changing a person's risk of developing it. But once someone is diagnosed with cancer, the outlook changes. Now, emerging research is finding that the use of a probiotic supplement taken in conjunction with active treatment of either surgery, chemotherapy or radiotherapy can have a beneficial effect on the outlook of people with bowel cancer. And that's the topic I'll cover in today's podcast episode. Bowel cancer is the second biggest killer of Australians from cancer each year. Almost 16,000 people are diagnosed with bowel cancer every year in Australia. Though the good news is that rate has been falling when you account for an aging population, as age is the biggest overall risk factor for most cancers. Bowel cancer can occur in any part of the colon or rectum either growing from the inner lining of the bowel or from small growths on the bowel wall. Undetected, bowel cancer can spread into the wall of the bowel, the lymph nodes, and then onto other organs. Lifestyle factors account for about half of all bowel cancer cases. Another quarter of cases are explained by genetics and family history. Those lifestyle factors can be summed up as not eating enough foods high in fibre, such as fruits, vegetables, and whole grains, eating too much red and processed meat, carrying too much weight, not being active enough, smoking, and drinking too much alcohol. Now, if you want to learn more about this topic of lifestyle factors and bowel cancer, then check out one of my previous podcasts, episode number 38, where I covered five different ways to cut your own individual risk of bowel cancer. But what about when someone has bowel cancer and is undergoing active treatment? At this time, the focus is more about tolerating treatment and staying as healthy as possible. One such common treatment for bowel cancer is radiotherapy. Radiotherapy is an effective treatment for certain types of cancer. But like any cancer treatment, it is not without its side effects. Depending on what part of the body is being targeted by the radiotherapy and the duration of the treatment, side effects can vary. Common side effects include fatigue, skin burning and inflammation, loss of appetite, swallowing problems, nausea and diarrhea. Now if radiotherapy is being targeted to the stomach or lower abdomen, then diarrhea is a very likely consequence. While the radiotherapy is effective in destroying cancer cells in this area, healthy cells lining the bowel can succumb to friendly fire. Up to 90% of people receiving lower abdomen radiotherapy can experience some form of ongoing disruption to their bowel habits, which can persist for months to even years after treatment. Researchers have wondered for some time if the advice to people receiving radiotherapy to follow a low-fiber diet to help mitigate some of the problems of diarrhea and gastrointestinal problems from treatment could have some adverse consequences. One of these potential problems is causing a change in the intestinal bacterial microflora profile of the gut. Enter the idea of trialing probiotic supplements in people receiving radiotherapy to help maintain and support the normal gut bacteria population. 
Probiotics are foods or dietary supplements that contain beneficial bacteria, which are normally found in the body. Fermented milk products such as yogurt, sour cream, buttermilk, and commercial off-the-shelf probiotic supplements are all available. Although probiotics are not considered essential to health, the microorganisms they contain may assist with digestion or help protect against harmful bacteria by improving the workings of the immune system. There have already been several small-scale clinical trials exploring the benefit that probiotics can have on radiation-induced bowel disease caused by radiotherapy. When the clinical trials are considered on their own, it is hard to see if there is a clear benefit or not. Scientists, though, have collated all the research together in the form of a systematic review and meta-analyses to see if there is a key message from the research field, which I'll link to in the show notes to look at this research. So all up, 10 randomized controlled trials were identified which used a range of probiotic supplements. Six of the clinical trials were considered of good enough quality to form part of the meta-analyses. The results appeared favorable, with a significant reduction in the incidence of diarrhea by over 50% when comparing people given probiotics supplements against a control group. And although not achieving the level of statistical significance, there was a trend for lower use of anti-diarrheal medications and fewer reports of watery stools in those taking the probiotics. So the results look pretty good. But this review was actually published way back in 2013. And since then, a lot more work in the broader space of using probiotic supplements in people with bowel cancer has been published. And this was the topic of a just published systematic review and meta-analyses. All up, 23 randomized controlled trials were included that compared the effect of probiotic supplementation versus a placebo in people with colorectal cancer. And I'll link to this study in the show notes. And there was a lot of data in the review. So here are the overall findings put forward by the research team. Probiotic supplementation in people with colorectal cancer improved their quality of life, enhanced the diversity of the gut microbiota, reduced the risk of infections following surgery and inhibited pro-inflammatory cytokine production. That's a pretty impressive list of top-line findings. And to add to that, there was also evidence that probiotics reduced the side effects of chemotherapy, improved the outcomes of surgery, shortened the amount of time spent in hospitals, and overall decreased the risk of death. The four clinical outcomes that showed the highest level of evidence grade were modulation of the immune system and inflammatory biomarkers, length of hospital stay, quality of life, and colorectal tumor growth. And the studies overall were rated quite highly for having a low risk of inherent bias in them, which adds to the strength of the results. So the big question, what were the probiotics used? As you would expect, studies used a wide variety of types and doses of probiotics, but it was bifidobacteria and lactobacillus that were the common probiotics used across most studies. But half of the studies used a mixture 
of different strains of probiotics as an intervention. So there wasn't one particular species or strain of bacteria that stood out. And it didn't seem to matter much what form the probiotic was given in, be it powdered in a capsule or infused into a drink. Dosage and how long it was taken were more important. This is especially important if you look at trials that use probiotic supplements both before and after surgery or chemotherapy, which showed a better indication of a benefit. With this level of evidence now accumulated, it increasingly seems that the use of a cheap and simple nutritional intervention with probiotics is definitely showing promise in having a role in managing colorectal cancer treatment-related side effects and the overall health and cancer-related outcomes of people with this form of cancer. With further studies likely to add to the evidence base in the future, the use of probiotics could become a standard part of treatment for people diagnosed with colorectal cancer. But finally, a disclaimer. The information presented in this podcast should not be taken as medical advice that you should take probiotics or advise others to take them who have bowel cancer without first viewing the research evidence in greater depth yourself and speaking about it to your treating medical team. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on if it supports it or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com.au and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, or maybe even leave a review. This all helps increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible, evidence-based nutrition messages while helping to dilute out the crazy and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow, and you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition.